Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Jesus, we thank you that we can pause. And we are reminded that in this life, we will have trouble. In this life, there will be sorrow. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So Jesus, we thank you and we declare that we need your help. And we can be filled with great joy and gratitude because you hear our prayers and you answer them. For these families that are dealing with COVID and what that means for their children and themselves, for my brother and his wife, Jen, as they continue with treatment for her stage four colon cancer that's progressed to her liver. And their family, we just lift them up and we intercede on their behalf for our friends, we ask that your presence would be felt in a special way today, not just emotionally, but spiritually, that they would just sense that you are with them, that you are for them, that you are encouraging them, that they still have a purpose where they can be used of you to encourage others, to share the gospel, the good news of you with others, whether it's interceding, praying for people, or you lead them to pray with people in person, on screen. Jesus, we just thank you that you are here. And God, we do pray for wisdom for Living Hope Wesleyan Church as we uh, consider and look what it would mean to have our own building or facility, what you would like to accomplish in and through us, through our relationships, through this community. God, we declare how we need you. So Jesus, thank you for hearing our prayer and answering our prayer. And it's in your name, Jesus, we say, let it be so. As we uh, continue, um, I just thank you again for allowing me to uh, serve and be a part of <coughs> Living Hope Wesleyan in such a special way. And uh, as you may have missed, I was part of the district conference this um, this past Two days, actually, it was Thursday and Friday down in Cherryville, Pennsylvania, just outside of Allentown or Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And it was just a great time to be a part. And uh, they um, talked about imagine and imagine uh, from Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. We're going to look at that a little bit later on, um, Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. But I just want to do a quick review from last week, Colossians 2, 1 through 5. This is from the New International Version. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. This is Paul writing from prison to a congregation of people that he had not met yet. He had no personal relationship with them, but he had heard about their faith. He had been uh, friends of a friend that knew them, and he wanted to encourage them and caution them to sticking to what the gospel was, not the gospel plus their thoughts or the gospel plus their education or the gospel mixed with whatever ideology they had, but the gospel. We move on to verse 2. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. 
in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. In verse 5, For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit, and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. A couple of verses I want to point out, hopefully on the screen behind me as well as here. Um, the district superintendent mentioned that there are two words that he was uh, thinking about sharing with us. Actually, the general superintendent, the Wesleyan denomination has one guy. Uh, you can um, facetiously say the Pope of the denomination, and uh, that's Dr. Wayne Schmidt. Excellent man. He actually is from the town where uh, Michael lives in, in uh, Michigan, Rockford, Michigan. But he said he wanted to uh, share a couple words with us. Encourage or persevere and encourage meant courage and so that was positive but he felt like god was leading him to share with us at the district persevere and that has severe in it and i would also tell you that god wants us to uh, be encouraged but he also is telling us to persevere in christ in jesus in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We can know Jesus. We can know his father's thoughts and ways and live by Jesus' example. And that should give us great encouragement to persevere, to persevere. And in Colossians 2, 5, though I am absent with you uh, in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. How disciplined are you? How disciplined am I? It is one of those things that um, we we want the results, but we don't want to be disciplined day by day or week to week or uh, accountable month to month. And this is something that um, I'm learning and I'm hoping to implement. And I'm hoping to implement more than just my, quote, New Year's resolution that lasts two weeks, hopefully four weeks, but most likely three days, and then uh, it's over. But how disciplined are we to persevere, to know that God is for us, a discipline, that God would discipline us, that God would have his way, that we would yield and surrender to him. All these Christian words that are only making greater sense now of what they mean, that if you come to a place and it says yield and let God have his way, if you come to an intersection and there's a big old truck going, you better yield. And on that note, there was a bad accident in front of the chapel campus a few days ago, and we just pray for the families that were uh, involved. We pray for God's hope and his help and um, his salvation to come to encourage them and to know that God is faithful no matter the circumstance. But um, just wanted to remind you that uh, we are called to be disciplined. As we move on, uh, this is in Colossians 2, 6. We're only looking at two verses today. Well, at least from Colossians 2, but uh, there's going to be other scripture that we read. In Colossians 2, 6, we find these words. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Live your lives in him. Well, what does that mean? How are we supposed to live our lives in in him, live our lives in him. Well, I was reminded of a uh, familiar scripture, also a letter written by Paul. Paul wrote 
in Ephesians these words. It said, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. In verse 2, this is from the New Living Translation, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a, say, a fragrant offering or a sacrifice for us, pleasing aroma to God. I'm mixing my uh, translations. I need to just uh, read instead of try to uh, quote rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. This is Colossians 2, 7. How do we do this? Well, you live a life of love. Live a life of love following the example of Christ Jesus. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice. He offered himself as a sacrifice. We can offer ourselves as a sacrifice for one another. On this trip to Pennsylvania, I had opportunity to listen to three short books. And yes, I do listen at uh, greater than one time speed. But um, as I listened on the way back, there was a book by Patrick Liancioni, and he was talking about the importance of servant leadership as simply leadership. So all leaders should serve without uh, leading to gain a reward, but leading so that they they can serve, that they can sacrifice. And Lincioni has a faith and we want to uh, pray for him and his books as they're widely read and highly regarded. But let us understand that as Christians, we sacrifice, we serve because of Jesus' example, because of gratefulness of what he's done for us. But we serve because he first loved us and gave us that love for others. Colossians 2, 7, this sounds all good, but how, how, why? Like, what are the practical steps? We'll be rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith, as you are taught and overflowing with thankfulness, rooted, built up, strengthened in the faith, strengthened in the faith. This is what God wants us to do, and this is what we find in Hebrews 12. Hebrews we went through uh, a few months ago for a few months, and it says this in Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning at shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter, the author of our faith, be rooted and built up in him and know what he is calling and asking us to do and to be a part of. Rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you are taught and overflowing with thankfulness. This phrase here, overflowing with thankfulness. What does that mean? How is that possible? Did Paul write that just for that day or is that supposed to be for 2021 when the, seemingly this pandemic continues to go into uh, its second year? This is for us as we've been bombarded with different things and anxiety and how are we supposed to be overflowing with thankfulness? Well, a couple uh, quick things is Joy is greater than happiness. And God wants us to have deep-rooted joy built on who he is. Our identity as a Christian is how he created us, who he wants us to become, the purpose that he has for us. It is joy which is greater, joy that is before, joy that is over. 
happiness. We want to be happy. Sometimes happiness means immediate. We want that microwave happiness. We want that quick fix. But joy is greater than. Joy is before and joy is over happiness. God wants to give us deep-rooted joy where we can build up in knowing that is his plan for us in Romans, it talks about being empathetic. In Romans 12, 15, we find these words, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another, the ability to understand and share the feelings of another, whether they're rejoicing or whether they are happy or whether they are sad, whether they're mourning, we can show empathy. We can be God's hands and feet. We can help lift their heads. We can encourage them as they persevere, as we persevere with them. And there's so many prayer requests, so many needs, but we know it's not in our strength. It's in our submitting to God's will and saying, God, I want to be used of you. Now, God's Will, this is another book that I uh, read going down. Uh, DeYoung, I forget his first name, but I believe the title is Do Something. He said, God's Will. So many people pray for God's Will when really God's Will is be like Jesus. We ask so many questions. We ask God, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if I have this opportunity? And Jesus is simply saying, my will is that you be like me. Be like Jesus, holy, righteous, rooted, rejoice always as we find in 1 Thessalonians 5, 14 through 19. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. This is what the scripture is telling us how we can uh, overflow with thankfulness, how we can give gratitude, how we are not overwhelmed and overtaken by the disruption of our own uh, world by the upside down turmoil of what's taking place in everyday life, we can still be overflowing with thankfulness if we, or as we, as Paul writes, urge you to warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. When the Holy Spirit is leading you, when scripture is revealing to you, when God is placing the example of Jesus on you, how to live, how to love, how to serve, we do not quench that. We don't put that to the side, but we obey what God is doing. And this is how. This is how we can go after overflowing with thankfulness. Strive to do what is good for each other. Rejoice, always pray, continually give thanks in all circumstances. Do not quench the spirit. I believe perhaps God is leading us to live in such a way like this, where people see us for what we are known for, not what we are against, but they do understand that we are against sin. We are against uh, turning your back on Jesus. We are against the things that Jesus was against, but in that Jesus came that we might love people, that they would know him. And this is a calling that he has for us. As we read this once more, how do you overflow with thankfulness? How do you overflow with the goodness of God? Well, 
warn those who are idle and disruptive. This is how you can overflow with thankfulness because you know that you've said what you've needed to say. You've lived what you've needed to live. You have the relationships, the friendships that you can warn those who are idle and disruptive. You can encourage the disheartened. You can help the weak. You can be patient with everyone. Be patient with everyone and make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. This is how we can live out the words from Colossians 2, 6, and 7. Yes, only two verses. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. And as we read earlier, live a life full of love. And it goes on to say, being rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. We are rooted in the identity that Jesus loves us. We are rooted in the fact that God created us for a purpose that only we can accomplish with Him, through Him, hidden with him. We understand that God does not need us, but he does want us. He, he desires to use us. He wants us to experience him in such a magnificent way. We understand his hope and his holiness, his power and his presence, his goodness and his fullness, but be rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, taught through scripture, taught through Christian teachings and sermons and accountability and growing in what God says, not just what you think. Remember the church of Colossae, that was a struggle that they were taking God plus their education, God plus their experience, a gospel plus this, a gospel plus a little of that, mix it all together and say, Paul's already no, remember the good news of Jesus, the salvation that he gives, that he's offered. That's all you need is knowing that God loves you and he has a plan for your life. He will forgive you and he will use you. Be strengthened in the faith and overflowing with thankfulness, overflowing with thankfulness. Well, those are uh, big things that we that we need to do. But what if it's true? What if it really is true that as gratitude is a measurement of spiritual maturity, we can see how healthy we are becoming? Let me read that again. And if or as I would say gratitude is the or a measurement of spiritual maturity, how healthy are you becoming? If you wrote down what you are thankful for, what you are grateful for, the goodness of God, what are you comparing that to, oh God, thank you for my food. And then during dinner, oh, I can't believe they did this. Oh, I can't believe tomorrow's Monday. Oh, complaint, 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 complaint. Now I'm saying be honest. Don't lie about it. Don't put on a pretty face and just smile, especially that what happens sometimes at church. Oh, how are you? Oh, I'm great. God is good all the time. And then you leave. And after you pray for your lunch, if you pray over your meal, then it's just like, oh, distraction, uh, complaint, I'm just so upset as gratitude is the measurement of spiritual maturity. How healthy are you becoming? Are we desiring to be more grateful 
for who Jesus is and what he's done and the opportunities he's given us to share and the fruit that we are being uh, going to have because of the seeds that we have planted. Hmm. That's a rhetorical question. You can write that question down. You can put it on your dashboard or on your bathroom mirror or somewhere where you see it and just continue to ask yourself, am I overflowing with thankfulness? Well, imagine, as I mentioned before, this was the theme from District Conference, taken from Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. Imagine, imagine, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. We imagine what it is to be like him. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. Now to him, Jesus, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, each of us. We find to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Imagine what gratitude will do in your life, what being grateful will change in your life. You change how you think, you change how you live, you change what you believe, you change your actions. Let us believe that God is good. Let us know that he has a plan for us. Let us be refreshed by these words, this song from Dave and Bethany Club. Jesus, we thank you. God, let us have thankfulness and gratitude on our mind and in our hearts, let it be shown through how we act, through how we serve, that we would be overflowing with thankfulness for you and the mission you've invited us to be a part of. We love you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org, as well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services as well as other content. Have a great day.